1: Toy and welcome once again to a Came From The Radio, the official of The Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. How's everybody doing today? We have none other than uh, fishy sarcasms, Dominic Definition Toronto. You wait to pay, everybody. <laughs> we have <laughs> L-Man Jenny Felder.
2: Charlie, you're a lot jollier on uh, the recording than behind the scenes. <laughs>
1: Funny. Uh, so on this week's show We have another Jay Bird segment And um, L. Man Jenny Feldy Reviews the to original film Corrective Measures Ooh, ah. And from the very same film Jen interviews actress And singer Haley Sales I know that's right So before we do any of that We're going to take it away with the news It's more from time This is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Suppose the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which is you the official radio show of celebrating with 25, 6 years of complexness and pop culture For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is going to be the Big Apple Christmas Con, which is way, way, way in the future of December of this year. Also want to give out shout outs to our patrons, other of which there are Danny Grillo, Watering Wing Director, Jared Brill, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday, Famous Resident Media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Hurricane, Yasmin Array, and Rosa. You wanna have your own a shout What is that noise?
2: It's not me.
3: <laughs> it's not me.
1: I hear it's clattering. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Really, okay. a lot of banging
2: around. Sounds like a desk drawer opening and closing.
1: It's 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 uh it's the outside wind. Is that what it is? I
4: don't
3: know. I don't know what it is. I'm literally really move. sitting on a couch, not moving.
1: All right, so I guess we'll just
5: no. Nope. I don't know,
1: and we'll keep it moving. Um, I don't know. Want to get? You only we'll a shout out on our website? www. Go into the uh, button that says uh, "Donate," and it'll take you right to our Patreon page. And just for a dollar a month, you can get a shout out on our show. Alright, so let's see. We have a whole bunch of sad news, so we're going to just burn through this as quickly as possible. Legendary comic creator Neil Adams died recently from complications of sepsis. And that's actually the second person that we've reported on that's died from complications of sepsis, if I remember correctly. In addition to working on multiple books for both Marvel and DC, as well as many indie titles, for almost 60 years, Neil also co-created the characters Ray al Ghul, Man Bat, and Green Lantern, John Stewart for the dc comics um i actually have had many sort of run-ins with neil throughout the years of doing the show i actually have met his uh, kids joel Josh, and zia zaya and i've actually spoken to them more than i have neil because um how, how do i put this duck lady dominic uh he had a uh reputation neil was tough for being Neil was a, a tough guy yes <laughs>
3: Well, know, I could use I never, other
1: words. But... Right. So I never actually got a chance to actually speak with him. We have interviewed him for our show way back 100 years ago, but I never actually got a chance to interact and talk with him. Uh, Dominic, as a comic book guy, did you ever get a chance to talk to Neil?
3: No, I was afraid to, honestly. <laughs> I really was because I knew his reputation. Like I, didn't, I wow. didn't have the heart to go up to him with uh, like a Pronto comic and tell him, ask me what he thought because I'm afraid he would have told me what he really thought.
1: Yes, he was an unfiltered man. Um,
3: he, he was tough, but he was tough, as they said, because he loved comics so much, and he only wanted the best in the industry.
1: Right, and he was extremely talented. Like, uh, There's no denying that. But right. um, he reminded, there's, there's been tons of stories like you never take your uh, portfolio to be reviewed by him because he will tell you what he actually thinks, and he will carry yeah. you a new one. So yeah. he had an intimidating factor, but some people who have spoken to him, as, as many friends I know, Say he was a very lovely, nice person once you got to know him.
3: I've heard that too, and I've heard of people that actually got to talk to him and didn't come away crying. Like I've heard, <laughs> and I've, like they had good conversations with him. But I've I, I've seen him at so many shows, you couldn't miss him, um, and I just but I always knew that that reputation about him.
1: Right. And and like I said, we have uh, one of our uh, other co-hosts from back in the day did interview him. So they were very gracious and nice when we asked, hey, can we interview you? So like I said, he has that nice side to him, but his reputation was, was a rough, gruff old man. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good I way wonder why. He was uh, 80 years old.
2: You think he's rough and gruff in heaven or hell?
1: I would, I would hope he's in heaven, depending on what you believe. You guys but, believe um, in heaven? Hmm. Um, maybe. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right. All right. So I, I guess no one else is going to take that one. So we'll just I'll move
3: on. From a, from a point of view of simply physics, energy is neither created nor destroyed. So mm-hmm. I'm going to feel that there is some form of afterlife, whether it's a judgmental version of heaven and hell, I, I won't say, but I do think there's something beyond our plane of existence.
2: I
1: think so, too. You want to jump in there, Charlie, or should we move on? Yeah. Well, to quote,
5: um, to quote Scarlett Johansson and uh, Lucy, nobody really dies.
3: Huh.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So moving on for some more sad news: actor and martial artist. Kenneth Tseng also died recently after being found in a Hong Kong hotel while being quarantined as part of the seven-day COVID protocol from flying in from Singapore to Hong Kong. Um, He was found unresponsive in his room by health officials who arrived to do a PCR test and was pronounced dead at the scene. Of note, according to family members, Kenneth, while at the hotel, had experienced chest discomfort and asked his family to deliver medication for his chronic hypertension, which they promptly did, only for him to be found dead the next day. Uh, During a career that spanned 50 years, Kenneth appeared in a slew of films, which there are just too many to mention here. But needless to say, if you were a martial arts fan, you have seen at least one of his movies. Um, he was a, a spry 87 years old.
5: Was he in big trouble in Little China?
1: Uh, maybe I would have to check. <laughs> but probably, I mean, he, uh,
5: you get back looking, to me on that.
1: Looking, looking up at his uh his IMDb page, he was just like in everything. He had a big role, little role. He was in Rush Hour Two. I know he had. Um, so yeah. he had a lot of a lot of roles in a lot of action martial arts movies. Uh, all right. So even more sad news. More and more, and more sad news. Actress Joanna Barnes also died recently. As of this recording, what? which is May. Eh, this news is Charlie. As of this day, um, which is May the fourth of twenty twenty-two, no cause has been no cause that has been announced. It's Joanna appears everybody. In such films as slash TV shows as Home Before Dark, 21 Beacon Street, Spartacus, The Purple Hills, The War Wagon, Don't Make Waves, Too Many Thieves, and the original Parent Trap, as well as the remake of the same name where she played the character of the mom that she played in the original uh, 1961 film. So, Charlie, are you familiar with Joanna's work? I would have to see a picture. I'm sure I know her. Um, you're a fan of... a? Uh, uh da, 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 da. parent trap
5: well yeah i wasn't a big wasn't a big fan of the parent trap what? oops sorry
2: uh, yeah, you wow. yeah uh, <laughs> you well
5: know, she was
3: in a she was in a movie called goodbye charlie
5: huh. yep
1: that was uh a movie with debbie reynolds right yeah sorry editor yep. She was 87 years old. Oh, I'm
2: happy now. I'm sorry, Joanna. Well, you're I'm happy, tricky, but you I'm happy because you know what? It's like uh you know, one of my siblings just made me look good. So now I don't look like the bad guy, you know.
5: <laughs> I'll, I'll look like the, I I can really look like the bad guy if you want me. Moving if you want, you want me to please, please.
1: <laughs> more <sad> news Singer <laughs> so. and actress Naomi Judd also died recently from suicide. Uh, Naomi was the mother of actress Ashley and actress uh, and singer Wynona whom she formed a mother-daughter duet country duo named The Judge uh, which performed from 1983 to 1991 reuniting multiple times and as of late March of this year when The Judge were inducted into the country music Hall of Fame uh, she was 76 years old. Do you have any country music fans of of the um, in the in the Peanut Gallery? Well, I'm very sad to hear that because
5: I have uh, I have met the judges and uh, worked with them on ABC. They were doing Good Morning America, and just delightful people. In fact, we got me and Winona got hollered at by Naomi. Wow. Wow! Yeah, we. It was funny because we were having. So much, so much fun. They're just, just talking and kidding around. A lot of laughing. And and Naomi was uh, with Joanne London, and they were setting up the next next shot. And uh she turned around and she said, "Oh, we're working here." And I said, <laughs> "I said to Winona, I just got hollered at by Naomi." She goes, "I get hollered at all the time."
2: <laughs> That's funny.
5: So, so um but she was she was a lovely lady. I I feel bad for what she had to go through. And uh, it seems that it all stemmed from her um, bout with hepatitis, and then hepatitis. A, yeah. After yeah. that, just just it, it. They're studying that that after hepatitis, you do go into a sort of depression mode. I know wow. I did way back then. I did, and wow. I just felt I felt so freaking sad. Because they were, she was a, a lovely lady. Even though I got hollered at, I mean, <laughs> she was she the nicest was the lovely person who
1: la- ever yelled at you. <laughs>
5: um, yeah, and she was the most talented. Her and my Nona were like, uh, you know, I, I, it was like these lovely quirks that you get to see them sing on the show, and then you get to chat with them and and stuff like that after it, behind the scenes. They were unbelievable musicians, and them lucky enough to have an album signed by the both Oh, so,
1: so she was a uh, 76 years old and um, it's
5: a, a, a terrible, terrible, terrible disease, this depression. And. Oh my God. I, I I wish people pay more attention to it,
1: but go ahead. So we have the last bit of sad news. Finally, uh, actor Jerry Verdun also died recently from cancer. Jerry is perhaps best known for his role of Ross. Marler for 26 years in a daytime soap Guiding Light from 1979 to 2005 as well as Clint Buchanan in a daytime soap One Life to Live from 2005 until the show was canceled in 2012 only to reprise his role briefly in 2013 when they tried to be an online only series um I know uh Donic is a soap opera fan was that one of your two soap opera's Guiding Light and or uh Guiding one Light was live? one of
3: my was one of my mothers um, funny enough for me, it was it was too early in the day. It was at ten a.m. I was like, I'm not ah. getting up to watch a ten a.m. soap. <laughs> um, it was it was certainly one of my mom's favorites. She loved watching Guiding Light, so she probably would have known this guy. I don't I don't know him to recognize him, honestly. But let's say it anyway.
1: What about you, uh, Charlie? You worked at uh, CBS. Where, is uh, um, well, it either I, one of I, those two I, shows? CBS shows.
5: I worked on One Life to Live. When was he on there? uh
1: 2005 until 2012.
5: Uh, No, I I was gone by that time. All right.
1: So he was uh, 72 years old. Wow. So moving on to the not as sad news, finally. Let's see what we can get out of this. From Lee, I'm just doing my job department. While speaking at CinemaCon, an event for movie industry companies, none other than actress and director Olivia Wilde was approached on stage and handed a manila envelope labeled personal and confidential. In what appeared to be an unscripted moment, Olivia was reported to ask the person, is this for me? She then opened it and looked inside the envelope, scanned its contents, thanked the woman, and then continued on with her speech. Turns out that she had just been served custody papers from her ex fiance Jason Sadukas, in regards to the two children. Jason's reps were quick to release a statement saying, <clears throat> the papers were drawn up to establish jurisdiction, jurisdiction relating to the children of Mrs. Wilde and Mrs. Sadukas. Followed by, Mr. Sudoukis had no prior knowledge of the time or place that the envelope would have been delivered, and this is solely up to the process service company involved. He would never condone her being served in such an inappropriate manner. Uh, CinemaCon says, we have never in the history of the convention had an incident where a delegate has been approached on stage who was not authorized to be there. In light of this incident, we are reevaluating our security procedures to ensure the safety of all our attendees.
5: Oh yeah, well that ship sailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: uh-huh. right. uh, Wow. She's, she's presenting in front of her 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 peers, and some lady just walks up on stage and hands her a paper. It's this ridiculous. whole on
2: stage thing is like we have Will Smith, we have Dave Chappelle, someone.
1: I heard and this about guy that, got yeah. beat
2: up and now now I'm getting served. I think we're going to see a trend. I really do probably in the next year or two or maybe I'll just keep going with just people being on stage and different wild things happening
1: it's crazy
2: I mean if I was really revenge if I was really angry at a husband or wife I probably would want to have them served while they're doing something publicly it'd be so funny
5: well they can't go
3: anywhere you know like
5: yeah, but where was stage security? Somebody everybody who's in the business gets um a
1: badge, a lanyard.
5: Yeah. A list gets a list, gets an itinerary of who should be coming up, who should be walking in certain areas. True. And where was security saying, Hey, unauthorized person coming up, I don't have her on my list? You they know, jumper at, or beat the sh- They were at lunch. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Man, Charlie, you're on fire today.
5: Yeah, I'm mean today, man. I'm These were divorce
2: today. papers?
1: Um, they no, were the, custody, custody no papers custody. for the children. Oh, Even,
2: I never liked his face, so
1: whatever.
2: <laughs> There's something about him that, no, I don't know.
1: All
3: right, yeah. so moving on. <laughs> From-
1: Jason, today,
3: so he just proves something, though, that you don't have to be good looking, you just need to be funny. <laughs> I'm yes. Just saying.
5: Yeah. Well, it's not Maybe. like it's not like she walked up to her and slapped her. Oh, sorry. That's
3: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You know, absolutely
5: not. <laughs>
0: <Moving
3: on. laughs> I'd rather be. We should say though. I mean, that's, as a process server goes, that is like
1: high end. Like, that's the company yeah. you want to get. <laughs> yeah. That is
3: that is like the James Bond of process servers. Somehow right. to well, get through. Well, let that. me tell.
5: Let me tell you something. When she went back to the office, they had a party for her because that had to be the best uh, process serving.
2: Seriously, my friend.
3: I mean, that way you know where she is. You knew where she was. You're like,
1: here you go. Yeah. So moving on. From the you thought comic covers were misleading before department. Marvel Comics has announced that due to the ending of the decades-long relationship with Dark Horse, none other than the Predator will now be published under the Marvel Comics banner with a new series. In anticipation of this, Marvel has decided to make a series of variant covers to the ongoing books depicting the Predator fighting the various characters in the comic book. To be clear, as of right now, there is. There will not be a crossover of any other characters in the books in any way, shape, or form, excluding the variant cover. So, if you want to see the Predator in any Marvel book that he's fighting with on the cover, that's just not going to happen. I find that to be super upsetting. That you're going to have multiple variant covers of the Predator fighting different characters who's not even going to be in the books.
5: Um, is the, is hey, that Hey, when legal? fought
1: Predator? What was that, uh, Charlie? I said, "Is that legal?" um Apparently, it is. Dominic, what did you wow. have to say? Uh, remember when Batman
3: fought the Predator? Yeah, but that was an actual comic book. I know. There you go. It's but one this, of the times DC did it better. I guess so. It's very rare, but it happened.
1: It's uh, I guess uh, to put things in perspective for for Jen here, it's like if you have a person on the cover of your movie poster. Who's not in the movie?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some stuff like that. It kind of exists. Someone will have like a five-minute role and they're on the cover. You've seen that, right?
1: Yeah, but they're not Crazy. even in the movie at all. It's like yeah. putting, it's like putting <laughs> Jason Sudeikis on the poster of your movie, and he's not I in wouldn't, the movie. <laughs>
2: well, I wouldn't put him on the cover of my movie. <laughs> I, I, I I'm actually it's like related. blaming yeah, Jason Sudeikis
3: for having his ex served with papers, <laughs> but he didn't do it himself.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Uh,
2: yeah, I wonder whose idea it was. That's, pretty funny. that's uh,
1: pretty funny. All right, so moving on. From the NFT, that's for me department. Not really. <laughs> None other than Rob Liefeld teaming up with Mark Gerd's place the marketplace for rare and authentic digital artworks announced that they are auctioning off nine unique NFT covers for the 30th anniversary edition of Bloodstrike, which came out in 1992, issue number one. Each buyer will, quote, receive the comic in a PDF form featuring the cover they purchased, and the first 200 buyers of all nine comics, nine covers, will get an extremely limited edition physical copy of the book signed by Liefeld. So basically, you have to buy nine NFTs to get an actual book signed by the creator.
3: That's ridiculous. What
1: a, what a country! I'm going to bet
3: that it doesn't it doesn't come to pass because <laughs> it's Rob Liefeld and he doesn't finish anything.
1: But he's teaming up with these guys, and these guys, this is their their thing. Um, yeah, executives yeah. say,
3: I'm going to bet he still doesn't hand over <laughs> the artwork.
1: But it's an NFT.
3: It's not even a real thing. Whatever.
2: Well, the Big Apple Yacht Club got hacked, I heard. I heard that like $100,000 of NFTs were stolen, I think. Really? Yeah, I think that was like this week or last week.
3: And real money, that equates to nothing.
2: Yeah, Um, real money. I got to ask one of my friends who owns one. So I'm going to ask him. You might not own one anymore.
1: (laughs) Probably not. All right, so let's see. All right, so let's see if we can squeeze both of these in. All right, from the, well, it worked for movies department. Both Sony and Microsoft has announced that they are, quote, working to bring advertisements to their PlayStation and Xbox free-to-play oh, games. Oh, no. Unquote. The in-game ads are expected to launch by the end of this year and would appear in, quote-unquote, inconspicuous places within the game, like billboards, for example. Players can Ooh. also get rewards for watching the advertisements and the ads will be sold to a private marketplace. So you're playing a game for free. And there's a Pepsi commercial in it.
2: <laughs> hmm. Uh, I don't know. It depends oh. on how they do it.
1: Well, I know, Jen, you're not, not how, fan of the games.
5: <laughs> that's how you can play the game for free. Advertising. Pays yeah, for the game.
2: But I have empathy. And I guess if I was playing Mario Kart, I wouldn't mind if I drove past, like, a uh, uh, campaign for, uh, I don't know, Joe Biden.
1: Sure. That'd
2: be funny. (laughs) Imagine that (laughs) you see Joe Biden can't can't beat billboards while you're playing Mario Kart.
1: Well, actually, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna join you in on this one, Jen. If you think about it, that they would have political advertisements and campaigns in video games, Mm -hmm. it's a very it's it's a slippery slope. If you think about it, because then it's like, what advertising should you put in video games? Should you have advertising? Oh, because now games are well, they're free to play, so they would be age. rights to the people who have played the game, you know, to, uh, PG and up, whatever the game ratings are. I don't know this. I'm not a gamer. Um, well, but like then you can have the kids.
3: The Marines and the Army could could uh, advertise yes. Call of Duty. Exactly. And so could Smith and Wesson. Mm. You know,
1: right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, I, I find that to be a slippery slope to be uh-huh. putting advertising in the video games beyond, especially if they're free to play.
2: It's really,
1: really it's, a slippery
3: slope if and it's something like, that you can click on and then buy it.
5: Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
1: And who's and, to say that you can't? And Charlie, go ahead.
5: Uh-huh. And then they have like zombies and Day of the Dead games and uh, and funeral homes can advertise on there. <laughs> no yeah. way. Your local meth dealer could
1: advertise. I just was thinking that's
4: funny. That
1: is, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I see the wild range of things like the possibilities of advertising in games. I Yeah, personally... not like
2: all the fit <laughs> avatars <I> like <laughs> come train with Jen Feldie. That's how I got so fit. Well,
1: didn't. Oh my God, can you imagine us having it came from a radio advertisement in a video game? I can Oh my god. <laughs> I yeah. can too. I yeah, can which game would we wanna advertise in?
2: Mike Tyson fights.
3: Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson fights. Out. <laughs> Punch yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And I'm the bonus so round
1: they, is him on the airplane.
2: Ooh, <laughs> good idea.
3: <laughs> they're gonna mark my words. They're gonna make it so that way you can have like, like, uh, like a side hustle in which you get to watch. You can put a billboard or like a one of those like ad billboards that you see on the street in your own bathroom.
1: Huh. So that
3: way, you know, and, and they'll well, pay you for it, so they can just get advertised to you while you're while you're in there.
1: Well, like, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's funny you mentioned that, Dominic. I don't know if you were on the episode where we were talking about MoviePass, that yeah, they, they have the technology now that if you're looking at it, it will play. But if you look away, it will stop. So oh, we are getting to that point where they can put stuff, put crap literally in your bathroom to look at. And if you look right. away, it stops. And then you get paid wow. for looking at it. That's that's where we're at. This is This is where we're at right now, folks. Yeah. Yep. because yeah, truthfully the
3: only unlimited resource is data mining right and selling to people that's all that really matters the majority right. of our economy revolves around that now
1: mm-hmm.
3: selling so, to people selling consumerism selling
1: so i just think this is a bad bad idea
3: yeah I'm, I'm not a big fan of the concept no but then again i don't play video games so
1: i no. play a game or two but i am not considered a game and i know jen is not a gamer uh, fan as many a time. Well,
2: you know what? Well, I'm not that's... really a fan of much, but I'm not like and anti- Oh wait! Now,
1: be... now you you softened. Well, I'm pro approach. and con,
2: and I, my stance on the good side is like you know my I had an ex boyfriend that played a lot of video games, and it's like you know what? I'd rather he play video games in front of me, like talking to his friends on the phone, like going out drinking and doing drugs and texting all these girls. You didn't even have social media. It's like good, get rid of your social media, play some video games. It sounds great, you know. <laughs> all
1: right, fair enough.
2: I mean, um, yeah, less to worry about.
1: So we have uh, two minutes to go. I'm going to throw this in there real quick because it's either a good idea or a bad idea. Um, finally, a bit of news from the Death to Ming department. None other than <laughs> Seth MacFarlane has announced that his character Ted will be getting a live-action prequel TV show with Seth reprising the voice of the teddy bear and will air on the Peacock streaming service. Executives like oh. say, <clears throat> in this new story, John Bennett, originally played by Mark Warburg, Wahlberg in the movies is just 16 years old with Ted's moment of fame behind him. He lives with John in his working class Boston home. Uh, Ted may not be the best influence on John, but it comes right down to it. Ted's willing to go out on a limb to help his friend and family. So with less than a minute to go, do you guys think it is a good idea to have a Ted TV series? Jen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd love him to be part of my family.
1: Dominic.
3: I've heard of dumber ideas.
2: <laughs> mm.
5: Charlie. I as long as uh as long as uh McFarlane, whatever his name is uh
1: is in McFarlane.
5: charge of yeah, is in charge of the whole thing. I love his stuff.
1: Like Alf. Well, I gotta say, um I like the first Ted. I found the second Ted was like a rehash of the first Ted. So I'm kinda iffy on this. If this is good or not. But as long as they have uh um Sam Jones who played Flash Gordon in it, I think I'll be happy.
2: <laughs> It'll be just like Alf, I feel like.
1: You know, they're trying to bring back Alf, right? Oh, no, I had no idea. Yeah, they're back everything. Oh, that, that's, that's why they re released all these Alf God. episodes on a streaming, one of the streaming services, I, I forget, in order like to, Ted to, now. To, to get interest in having an Alf new series. So, with less than a minute to go, uh, final thought there, senior correspondent Charlie Saladino.
5: It's, uh, we're all going to hell in a handbag.
1: <laughs> final thought, <laughs> Dominic Depp and Spasferano. Jerry Seinfeld said
3: that TV executives and entertainment just is not their field. And he was right. They, <laughs> they, they have no idea what should be on the air.
1: Jenny Felody, take us home.
2: I think Ted and Elf should date or uh mate. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's
1: it. All right. So with that, we're going to take our break and we'll be right back with a came from the radio.
2: Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com.
4: My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. It's sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn.
2: Now, back to our show.
4: Hey, this is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about the new series, Inventing Anna.
6: Inventing Anna. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only thing I really know about this is the SNL skit that I saw. <laughs> okay. With, Which uh, is
4: great. Oscar <laughs>
6: Isaac, and uh, it was about this girl who what? Just tell me.
4: Who basically just cheated the system.
6: What do you mean she the system?
4: Like, financially, she convinced so many people that she was rich and had all this money and etc. And made people care for her and pay for her when she really had nothing. So she got to this height of, like, rich... Ex- of a rich extent.
6: So she had extreme and, wealth.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And she convinced people to give her money?
4: No, she didn't have wealth. She was broke, technically. But she acted as if she was rich... And that made other people give her money and care for her and all that.
6: So, how did she act like she was rich?
4: By having expensive clothing from other people's money, or
6: how did she originally get expensive clothing? I don't know. You don't know. She just had like like G- Givenchy and whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say Michael Kors because I don't know anybody, <laughs> and I've seen Project Runway a lot. Or I would say Sebastian. No, not Sebastian. Who's that fierce guy? I don't know project <laughs> one way. Right? I don't know any uh, the Valentino or something like that. Okay? I don't know. Gucci, right? There you go. Yeah. Uh, this is Gucci. Okay? <laughs> I, I got a I got a name. So it's
4: so Gucci Gucci. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton,
6: <laughs> right? Yes, Louis Vuitton. <laughs> you know people sell like fake bags of Louis Vuitton all over the street. Oh right? yeah. You know? Oh, so
4: maybe it was fake. You think? That would be that would make sense actually. Uh,
6: So tell all right. So she had some rich clothes and she went up to who like men.
4: Just she got into these fancy parties and just talked to talked her way into things. Basically, she
6: crashed parties. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> well, it's funny Well, you're you you're not wrong. You could kind of crash parties. There was a time where like me and like your mom would like walk into other people's weddings or something and Really? Yeah, because we were at a wedding and then we would walk awesome. into another wedding and just see how it was like.
4: How was how was it?
6: It was pretty well, it's it's kind of adrenaline pumping cuz you're like, "Oh my god, you know someone's going to be like, who is that person?" But then you realize you could be just cousinly. It doesn't
4: matter (laughs) He could just be like A random cousin That's extremely distant
6: Yeah I'm a work friend You know Something like that You know Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool But anyway How much um, money did she get?
4: Oh my god I think she got like millions Millions? Yeah I don't know how much exactly Like I don't remember how much But millions It was crazy She got arrested? Yeah
6: Is she in jail now?
4: Um yeah actually She's currently still in jail Oh wow Um
6: how long is she in for? Do you know?
4: Till she's forty, and I don't know when this. Well, how old is she now? I don't know.
6: Oh, okay. She
4: was twenty five
6: when she started. So it's like
4: yeah, so it's like fifteen years, I think.
6: How long did she have this reign going for?
4: I don't know. A few years, maybe.
6: Okay, and is on uh, Netflix, right?
4: Yeah. No, definitely recommended. It's
6: it's a good. It's one? It's
4: really good. Yeah, I like how it was portrayed. She also has a weird accent, so get ready for that.
6: Yeah, I think it's like a German accent or something, right? Or German,
4: rice. Russian, whatever.
6: I just remember her saying, "You look pear." You she pear. basically
4: was like, "You look paw."
6: <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else she said. And if some reporter was like following her, right around?
4: Yeah. Uh, and she like once like her credit card started declining, and she couldn't get loans, all that.
6: Right, and then she had like explosions or something like that, saying like the money's on its way, and yeah, it's the bank's problem, that kind of thing,
4: mm-hmm. is it
6: similar to the tinder swindler, one? yeah,
4: actually, so it is
6: say about that what is it
4: uh the tinder swindler was where a guy continued like trying to get other people's money and use that money to appear rich,
6: yeah, and he he suckered a lot of women out of money, oh
4: yeah, yeah. like. I don't know, hundreds, hundreds of
6: thousands. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy, and he got away with it too. Yeah,
4: no, he still he still has gotten away with it, and those women are in serious debt. But
6: right, a lot of people are in serious debt, and he's still. I think he's legit now, right? And he's got hundreds of thousands of dollars again. I think he made it back to being rich, right? He yeah, thought,
4: no, he's still he still and he has like followers everywhere. It's
6: yeah, and he was sort of like, my enemies are coming. I can't use yeah. my money, you know. Like,
4: can I have some of your money, or you know?
6: Would you recommend on that. that one too? Yes. Definitely?
4: Yeah. I think Inventing Anna is better. Yeah. But if you want a movie rather than a TV show, go Tinder Swindler. All right. Cool. Yep. <laughs> stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected.
2: Now, back to our show. Hi, Radioheads. You know I'm Elle Mann, and I'm here today with Haley Sales, American-Canadian, award-winning and internationally acclaimed actress, singer, songwriter, and producer in new supervillain film, Corrective Measures, with Bruce Willis and Michael Rooker and a bunch of people. So hi. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hello. Yes, it's lovely, lovely to be on the show. I, I need to hear that pitch every day. It'll make me feel great about myself. <laughs> well, I stole that part from
2: uh, online. I think that's oh,
4: I, I think that's oh, I like it. So Someone wrote it. It wasn't someone me. Someone
0: thinks I'm cool. Someone that's thinks great. you're very cool. I think you're cool I like too. that. Oh, thank you. And, and she made a
2: song with Sharon Stone, which I haven't listened to. So I did. Uh, you should listen to it. Never how before. We, how do we
0: hear that? Uh, it's, it's on Haley Sale, Spotify, all the usual suspects, YouTube. Sharon, Stone. Sharon Stone's
2: a gem. Uh, She's been yeah. so incredible in my life. You should listen. Well, <laughs> cool. okay. So we're gonna yeah. call the first question about this movie, Corrective Measures. Definitely. It takes place in a jail. What mm-hmm. did you learn about jail life from shooting and researching this movie? It was fascinating, actually. I play at the doctor in in the hospital.
0: And so I actually primarily learned about being a doctor. Oh. <laughs> I had never I mean, my brother was one, and so I actually researched as far as for my character how you actually take care of someone, how you take their blood pressure, all this, all this stuff. And then I got to implement it on the prisoners. Um, but I, I learned that jail is uh, definitely a strange place that I hope not to go in real life. And I, I think there's a lot that we could do to um, change our 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 own system in America and Canada to make it a little bit more Yeah, just a little better. Let's just say that. (laughs) But
2: it was a fascinating experience to be on set. Absolutely fascinating. So let's say I started uh, smoking pot during this interview. Would you send me to jail?
0: (laughs) Would I? Uh, I don't think I would. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I, I... I wouldn't, personally.
2: I like nonsense. Nonsense <laughs> makes me really happy. No, it's so great, yeah. I'm going to skip ahead to what makes you happy and how you keep your Aww. energy up. So, all right. So you produce, you act. Um, any mm-hmm. time management tips that you recommend for boosting productivity and creating your albums and films? That's a fascinating, fascinating question, actually. You do actually. a
0: lot. I, yeah, they do. I think the most important thing to me is a schedule and having, it's like for me, for instance, and everyone's different, but I'll dedicate one day to doing one thing. And then mm-hmm. the next day I'll move to the next. And to me, I find I'm so tunnel vision that I can't do the one hour for this, one hour for this, one hour for this. To me, it's, I have to choose a day and carve it out, and really dive in. Cause then you, you get to the, the heart of it, to whatever you're, whether it's an art project or you name it, mm-hmm. that's personally what I do. And I also turn off my devices yeah. And it really makes a difference. That's I, I a good tip. I, I, the I one thing i noticed. Yeah, yeah. I've never noticed how much time gets kind of taken in oh. by just checking things like business even, but just, you yeah, know, you know.
2: Definitely. So, yeah, the, the so even just texting. for an hour. <laughs> no, the <laughs> one thing a day. It's funny you said that because I kind of started doing that recently. I noticed. Let's just oh, focus cool. on one, maybe two things a day, but one big thing. Don't overbook yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. yeah and then, then you get in the vibe exactly it gives you the time to really dig in okay so here we go so next one we're gonna go back yeah. to the movie you play a okay. sweet and pretty doctor representing oh. the soft side of jail so if you mm. were really a jail doctor how could I get on your good side uh any bribes that you would go for <laughs> <laughs> honestly I think
0: it would be respecting me and enjoying my friendship I, th- you know, I would imagine as as a doctor in 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 this setting that the most incredible thing and the the thing that would motivate me to want to love you even more and treat you even more would genuinely be to just want to talk to me and yeah. treat me like a person and get it, get into conversations and feel like you like me. <laughs>
2: You're not a person. You're a celebrity actress. Let's not treat you like a person during this interview. Let's objectify you. No, I'm Sometimes I'm a contrarian. Actually, I'm not. But
1: no, that's radio. fine. Controversy I mean, I, cash.
2: I genuinely think in that in
0: for Doctor Isabel that is who that. I mean, you'd have to have that in that jail to still maintain, you know, some sense of loving presence mm-hmm. and warmth. You know, you would you'd have to be that jovial human that is possibly not me in real life but in that in that setting would be. (laughs) Well if you're not a jovial
2: human in real life you do a good job pretending because I watched a few interviews and you come off very loving just like my mom was named Isabel. So oh well that's very cool. (laughs) So you look very healthy and shooting movies is generally a very taxing process. Uh what behaviors, foods, exercises, events Uh, behaviors seem to lead to your most lively and vivacious performances? Any things you do (sighs) to be more
0: lively? Uh, I actually, I'm pretty neurotic. So I've taken to doing a short meditation in the morning and I find that just kind of stops the chatter in the brain and Mm -hmm. gets me present. And I, you know, I don't think about all the other things that I'm thinking about 24 seven, which is pretty important for you know, being on set and actually paying attention to the actor or like what you're doing, not Mm -hmm. neurosis. Uh, So that's huge. I I have to find a way to work out, which is pretty hard when you're on set because of the hours, but I'll Mm -hmm. even just go home and do jumping jacks or something just to kind of reset. Yeah, I, and, and don't drink as yesterday. much coffee. Oh yeah, <laughs> I find on set I just keep
2: drinking the free coffee, and I've learned to mm-hmm. not do the not do that fifth cup. <laughs> jumping jacks, I never do them, but I did them yesterday. And as I was oh. asking the question, I am a trained psychic. I was picturing oh. you meditating, so that's kind of weird. Wow, synchronicity on that one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. So we're going to get back to the movie. So in the movie Corrective Measures, you're surrounded by men with superpowers. What Mm. superpowers would you want if you were doing 10 years in prison?
0: Oh, geez.
2: Like three. (laughs) Uh,
0: Probably the ability to... um, uh, Probably the ability to uh, affect people's minds and to read them and to change them and to alter them. So mind manipulation or being invisible. Because then you could just not be in jail. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, one of those yeah. two. Yeah. I don't know. Be. Or being really bust. I mean, that would probably be helpful too.
2: <laughs> or being Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this one. All right. <laughs> so, if you were in prison again, what would be yeah, okay. the five things you'd miss the most about outside life? Oh, oh there's,
0: I can't eat, honestly, it would be so. I can't even imagine. Um <laughs> uh, that's terrifying. I'd I'd imagine really? being able to go on walks, being able to be outside and see mm-hmm. people ver- uh, like a wide variety of humans. My piano, personally, I would miss it's over there. Oh, <laughs> nice. It's it's my therapy, it calms me down. Um I would miss just the ability to the unregimented nature of our daily life and the freedom to choose. I mean, if you think about it in jail, I presume you don't have that freedom, really, and we take it for granted, or at least I know that I do
2: and unless that you were be- Donald Trump, which is my boyfriend's joke. he has a joke about Donald Trump in jail, he would just rob the jail, <laughs> so <laughs> maybe you'd possible. have a lot of freedom
0: <laughs> that that is possible. you never know <laughs> I'd have to work on that for myself. <laughs>
2: And let's see. Okay. So my final question for you Mm -hmm. is what non-actor producer things about life do you miss out on because you spend so much time in the worlds of creation? Like when you're just doing one film production, it takes you away from family, my dog, uh, sleeping. So like what kinds of things do you feel like you're missing out on that that like real uh, civilians that are not performers (laughs) uh, do?
0: You know, I honestly, I I think I missed out a bit on my childhood to summarize mm-hmm. it all because I was so driven, starting at a very young age, and knew what I wanted to do, and I became so hyper focused uh, that I never really got to truly experience just doing nothing or, or like, you, you know what I mean, just the mindset of not caring,
4: mm-hmm. uh,
0: like about what the outcome is or whether you're working hard enough or all that. I I think to me that's that's what I personally missed out on, and I feel blessed in some ways because I have kind of managed later in life to carve out the time I need to be a—I I, mean—a a human. We're all normal humans, but mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. Uh, definitely, definitely the ability to turn off work at mm. five or six p.m. I've never experienced that because I never. I just love. I just love it. Like I, I'll work all all night, all day on it, just because. I mean, I get tired and exhausted, but it's it never stops. Work never stops. I mm-hmm. think that's the
2: biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So I lied. One more question. <laughs> okay. this. Um, you're awesome. We're still under the fifteen minute mark, so no, Mark Torres, he's okay. We're talking very fast. <laughs> I talk very fast. Um, so speaking of breaks, I generally check out. Sometimes it's four o'clock, two o'clock, sometimes nine or ten. But I'll make like a checkout time and. Phone's always on do not disturb, but I'll I'm out I'm out to lunch. You want to get back to yeah. me? I'm not even checking anything work related. You know, I just got messages for a commercial production. Nope, nine o'clock That's tonight, smart. maybe five o'clock. We're gonna be done. Do you have That's a cut-off time every day? Uh, or maybe no, every day? and I should I should Maybe for your health. <laughs> That's it's actually brilliant.
0: Work. Yeah, I should well, uh, I should do that.
2: <laughs> I try, try
0: to I try to take at least one day a week where I okay. just. Do something that has nothing to do with business. So one day. You know, it could still be art, but just something that's not related to Smart. the business side of art. Yeah. I try, but I fail okay. it. Well, times. here's
2: a tip then. <laughs> we'll leave off with a tip. So I wrote okay. a health guidebook. I was in the world of health Very professionally cool. before falling way more into films and film production. But yeah. um, this whole separating the day into wakefulness and sleepiness has really helped me. So mm. like during the day, it's a lot of raw foods. And liquids and low car, which keeps you more alert, even manic. Wheatgrass can make you manic for some people, (laughs) people on my But at night, I'll do complex cars like rice and potatoes to calm down. And then there's a checkout time. And then it's like, no matter how crazy of a movie I shoot, or I drove back from Woodstock last night on five hours, which is not enough for me. Boom. I I, (laughs) know every day I have a checkout time and there's candlelight and you get that piece of going on vacation. So I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna do that. So thank you for this. this it is might be a great therapy session. So now you can I go into it. the next movie like boom, boom, boom because you got your time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's brilliant. Actually, that's that's something I think we should all take to heart is setting aside that time. I think it saved September. my life. And
2: every day, no matter yeah. how, I know I can do really difficult tasks and deal with difficult people because I know, okay, eight o'clock, some candles going down. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be enjoying. I'm going to be like, ooh, ah, in a spa. Ooh, ah, in a spa. Oh, I love it. Okay. So I'm gonna do it. Final- I'm going to try it. <laughs> let me know, let me know, okay I Hopefully will. it'll make you more productive long term so you'll be like Perfect. ninety years old and still kicking kick it it. still and going. yeah
0: I love it, let's do it.
2: <laughs> so any final thoughts for humanity from for the it came from the radio listeners and l man oh, wow. listeners
0: you know i I think my my final thought would be like let's let's just all get through this and focus on seeing the world through some romantic glasses for a little while you know, it's, I think it, yep. Those rose colored glasses, glasses. just to, just to remind ourselves that life can be beautiful. And there's a lot of crazy stuff happening, but I, I truly believe that we're on the brink of a really lovely time.
2: I think so too. I think it's getting a little crazy, maybe a couple of years or very, very crazy. We'll get
0: there. We'll get there. So don't lose, don't lose um,
2: sight of that. Yeah you got to break down the old paradigms to build new ones exactly. and we're both exactly. creators we're so the maybe breaking we can, down <laughs> we yeah. can all create the life we want to an extent exactly so exactly. thank you thank you very yeah, much you. the beautiful and talented and pleasant not everyone is pleasant <laughs> family <friendly laughs> sales <laughs> thank thanks for listening you. and now more it came from the radio back to you mark and
3: Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not true believers, we at the comic book school may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards.
2: Now, back to our show. You know I'm L Man, and here's my review for the movie Corrective Measures. One, thanks to for sending me this unreleased film. Corrective Measures takes place at San Tiburon, an Ubermax prison hidden at the Great Northwest, which houses monsters, cyborgs, and supervillains, all of whose behavior is controlled by 24 hour power inhibitors and shock collars. Here's my reaction These are my opinions and do not reflect the views of it came from the radio. Here we go. Do I recommend this movie? Well, this movie really transported me into a jail. So if you feel like being in a jail for about two hours, this movie might be for you. I felt like I was in a dingy jail with bad fluorescent lighting for the hour and 47 plus minutes. Unfortunately, my dad, me and my dad's brother, my uncle, uh, all have scotopic sensitivity syndrome and or photophobia, which means we get very sick from fluorescent lighting. So I prefer my home and movies to have calm amber lighting, but it'd be pretty weird to romantically light a jail setting. So, you know, I can talk about lighting forever. We're going to move on. Um, I really like X-Men. This reminded me of X-Men. So if you like X-Men, you might like this kind of like a low budget X-Men set in a jail, sort of, um, with, I'd say, lower development of the characters, uh, so at the 60-minute mark, there's a giant battle between the superhuman supervillains who have super strength, the ability to crush people with ease, electrocute them to death, gas them, destroy them with laser beams, and this fight scene is really like X-Men goes to jail, but uh, they have a kind of a budget. There's no big waves or wind or tornadoes or hurricanes, there's no helicopters, there's no gigantic creatures like Godzilla um you could tell there was some type of a budget or if there was a budget um it was pocketed no shade again no no shade man um <laughs> I just don't really like the feeling of being in a jail so any movie that's set in a jail or a, the dusty wild west um or like New York City uh, anything that looks like it might smell like urine or not smell great I it's just a little tough for me so Sorry, but that's just me. I have very sensitive eyes. As you can see, I have no lights on right now. All right, moving on. Uh, The Corrupt Warden was played by Michael Rooker, a very fun and dynamic character, probably the best character in the film. He brought to mind um, Natural Born Killers movie, which is great because that's a phenomenal movie. So Michael Rooker, to me, was my favorite. Um, Haley Sales was very pretty. And very sweet as well but michael rooker was a little quirky and a little crazy and i like that so uh, i, I would like to see a little more a lot more comedy and development of the characters maybe like who are these people do they have quirks do they have addictions um do they have crazy pasts i don't feel like i got to know any of the characters all that much and i would have liked to Maybe here's some secrets from Haley Sales Doctor character and a little more on Michael Rooker's character, I would have liked to see Bruce Willis do some more interesting things to me. It felt a little a little flat, but you have to also remember my favorite movies are Fight Club and Zoolander, which are really over the top and outlandish, so personally, for any movie I watch, I like it to be satirical, have calming lighting, nature scenes uh luxury cars uh beautiful faces, hair and makeup. I'm wearing a wig right now and jokes and jokes and jokes. Uh, this movie didn't really have any of that. So, you know, but I got specific taste. So again, no shade. If you're in the mood for some masculine energy, which what is masculine nowadays, that's, that's really up for debate. If you want some typical tough guy energy, violence. So a, a lot of interesting fighting scenes, and you want to learn a few creative ways to murder people, then maybe this movie's for you. I would have liked to see the murders be a little bit more creative. I think they could have been a little a, a little wilder on that front. Personally, just side note, uh, this whole thing is side notes. <laughs> I would like to see someone have a turkey sandwich shoved down their throat. Just turkey sandwich shoved down your throat. Because sometimes when people are talking like me right now, it's just like, can we just shove a turkey sandwich down their throat and call it a day? All right. Uh, I love the concept of superpowers that could be shut on or shut off, which I think they could have done more with in this film. I think it would have been really cool to have one of the super pier- superheroes with maybe super libido and he's doing a love scene or she and they have super crazy libido. And then the warden, the people in the jail shut off the superpower and he has no libido. And then he is super libido and no libido and super libido and no libido. That would be kind of funny for a, a love scene. I think that'd be pretty funny. Um, a cool superpower that I liked was there was someone called the conductor in this film and he could conduct electrical energy. So I'll leave you with this. I say this all the time. Us humans, we are superconductors, especially if you're hydrated. So if you feel like you have low energy, you just don't feel electric and you want that more electric feel hydrate more so one you can have foods that are naturally hydrated like grapes cucumbers melons watermelons they hydrate us more than just drinking water which can just go through us so to stay hydrated longer term have the foods that are naturally hydrating and they have the fiber and the interstitial tissue which helps you to have a like a slow release of the hydration is kind of like a slowly release Adderall uh, rather than just all at once drinking water because water can go through you. And number two, you can cut out dehydrated foods like cereals, breads, chips, granolas, have more of the hydrated food to feel more like a super powered super conductor. So uh, this has been my strange review of the film Corrective Measures. You know how I feel about movie reviews. I think they're silly. I don't think it matters what I think. But uh, it gives you a little insight into this film. Thanks for listening. And now back to more. It came from the
4: radio. Hey, guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy K R I S T Y. Text me at 631-606-8166.
2: Hi, this is Sue Lee from Face Off Season 2. You're listening to It Came From The Radio.
5: Christy Patak, If you had any honor... You would listen to sci-fi.radio. The sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Keplah.
1: Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on The Came From Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show... Tough. Go to our newly revised website, www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on such places as btd.radio, sci-fi.radio, IndieVolt.com. Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter.
2: And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the
1: benefits, don't do it. Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see you next week.
0: You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.